Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. This is the second time I'm doing the intro because of uh, technical difficulties. Uh, alhamdulillah, we're back with another episode. Uh, last one was with my grandparents. Um, it, was a, it was a different perspective, um, which I think that a lot of podcasts don't like to bring on the older generation, which uh, we should, obviously, because the younger generation, we all know how they think and... Um, it's nice to have a little bit of the traditional sense, but then also bring back um, their perspective for, for our benefit as well, you know, because we've learned from them and they're our teachers. So today, Alhamdulillah, I have someone very special with me um, who uh, I, I didn't even know, to be honest, who's a listener of my podcast, <laughs> um, uh, Brother Moaz and Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I am so, so thrilled. Alhamdulillah, I'm so thrilled to have you because like I've seen, you know, just every single post that I posted, like you were one of the first likers and it was, it was so nice. It was like, I don't even know who this is, but then I got to know and I started DM. I don't know if we had a conversation once. It was like, I believe there was some conversation that happened. I, it was so long ago, but I didn't even, I don't even remember. But um, I see that you've been doing a lot of stuff with, um, uh, I don't know, where are you uh, located currently? So right now I'm located in Toledo, Ohio. Um, Ohio. To be a little bit more specific, Perrysburg, Ohio. So uh-huh. I'm, on the, I'm on the border of Michigan and Ohio. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, so. Alhamdulillah, that's good, that's good. Yeah, that's... So, yeah. That's really amazing, mashallah. Um, so... I think that um, it, it goes without saying that um, first and foremost, I like to do uh, a few little questions with, um, and, and I'm going to start this to um, to the to the viewers a little bit, and we're going to just you know icebreakers a little bit. So first of all, a little icebreaker. I love food, right? I'm a big foodie. So what is your favorite go-to food? Oh, that's uh, that's tough. Um, what's the go-to food? Yeah. Okay. okay let's it, split it up. Let's split it up. One is traditional, like desi food, and then one is like American food. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> first of all, any home cooked desi food wins hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Home cooked desi food, game over. Yeah. But you know, I've been uh, I've been a burger guy for a while, and I've been experimenting with burgers, uh. and so so far. My go-to food is a burger. Yeah. Um, so usually, what's funny is I can't I can't season the meat. So I you know I need I need some help with seasoning. And so what I've been doing is I've been getting like the kafta meat, which is like the Arabic, mm-hmm. like spices yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's enough flavor that it's not bland and it's not like overkill, like desi overkill, <laughs> like yeah, kebab yeah. type. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really nice. Uh, um, blend so we take the arabic burger patty we uh one of my friends um he he grills it that's a that's game over yeah yeah i was making dog friends you know the highest level of jannah for that burger uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was like bro this burger <laughs> game over mashallah that's great i think for me it's um my favorite american food is wings uh a specific place in in over new jersey uh, it's wings um and then pakistani food i would have to say um obviously biryani is really nice um but also just like halim and some really warm naans 
hits spot. You know, you can't beat him. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, honestly, man, like we had a like last week we had chapli kebab and naan and chutney. <laughs> Game <Yeah>. over. <laughs> Game over. Yeah, man. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So next question goes a little bit uh, on the deeper end, right? Uh, so where would you so so this one is um it's one of those uh, freshly grounded cards that i use as well and i remember and it was uh, one of those that when i meet a lot i feel when i will meet a lot i feel like blank oh when i meet a lot i feel blank to be honest uh you know i talk about this just, you know, with my friend all the time, we, we go back and forth. I'm like, you know, man, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I rephrase it as in, like, I'd be fearful and hopeful at the same time, mm -hmm. right? I'd fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, you know, I didn't do enough. Mm. And I'd be hopeful that he through his mercy, his infinite mercy, would overlook my shortcomings. That's that's the mixed emotions that I personally would go through because I ask, I'm not perfect, but I ask myself every day is, am I, if I pass away right now, am I content with where I'm at? Mm. Right? Because at the end of the day, we don't know when we're going to pass away and COVID is the best indicator of that. Um, you know, people are just passing away left and right, like flies almost. And, you know, nobody knows. So we just got to be prepared. Yeah, no, it's very, very true. It's, um, you know, Allah SWT mentioned Surah Al-Jum'ah. قُلْ إِنَّ الْمَوْتَ الَّذِي تَفِرُّونَ مِنْهُ فَإِنَّهُمُ لَيَقِيكُمْ Indeed, the moat, the death that you're running from, indeed, you're going you're gonna to find it and it's going to meet you. So what are you running from, right? Um, and the concept of this running, uh, and then Allah SWT also says, meaning who are you running to? You should run to Allah. And immediately run to Allah. Sprint, right? So uh, the, these things, we, we don't take into account that obviously every no matter what you life you have, no matter what life, you have a good life, you have a bad life, the thing that you can guarantee that every single one of us has in common is death. That's the only guarantee. Uh, and subhanAllah, it, it brings me, it brings me a lot of pain to see those that have this delusion that their life is forever uh, and, and they don't take into account their actions, right? And I think it's, it goes to show as well with um, uh, Rahimahullah, the, uh, our brother that passed away from uh, Miftah Institute. Um, do you want to share a little bit about him? Yeah, um... Okay, so before I do, like, I just wanted to mention something about, you know, just reflecting upon uh, Surah Al-Asr, right? Yeah. We read it all the time, but if you, like, actually think about it, indeed, man is in a great loss. Mm. Like, like, <laughs> we're already starting from the bottom, <laughs> like, yeah. We're already we're already in the hole, you know. So, um, but to to share thoughts about uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahim, Rahimahullah, mm. 
you know, I actually, the week before he passed away, we actually went to a park with the students and we like, we like, we just hung out, played for like eight hours. We played like, you know, football, kickball, baseball, um, and, you know, just had a picnic with, with the mothers of students. You know, and one thing about Sheikh Abdurrahim, Rahimahullah, he never, um, he never complained. Mm. He never complained. He just, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا, that's what he did. He, mm. he, he just listened and he did. And he did it with a smile. You never saw him, never saw him smiling or joking around. Obviously, people have emotions. Obviously, sometimes he got angry. Sometimes, he, you know, he's a human being. But majority of the time, he was always serving others, his needs before, uh, serving others' needs before his needs. Mm. Um, so he, when he passed away, it, he was 22. Um, he was 22. He was turning 23 in November. Um, he was 22. He he went to Pakistan, did his Anam course, came back, and you know spent some time with his family. And he was teaching an Anam course, and was going to teach Quran to somebody else. What was he doing? He was teaching an alum. He finished teaching an alum course. He went, he's going somewhere else to teach Quran. On the way, he said, oh, I forgot my mother's, I forgot to grab my mother's medicine. Hmm. He went to go grab his mother's medicine. He just couldn't deliver it to his house or her house. Hmm. So he, he, he died on the path of khidmah, like serving his mother, like that's uh, what and you know I've, I've seen I've seen caskets before and I've seen people who've passed away before and they're pale and you know li almost lifeless and mm. Abdurrahim Rahimahullah you know he's full of life even in the casket I was like man this is so surreal. I was like, yeah. mashallah, like, tabarakal, like, may Allah subhanahu wa preserve him, grant him the highest level of Jannah, and um, grant his family patience. Um, um, you know, and, you know, I always joke around with his, uh, one of his older brothers, uh, because one of his brothers, like, he, he's, he, he's very knowledgeable, but he doesn't pick up his phone. <laughs> Like, that's like the one thing he doesn't do is pick up his phone. Hmm. And the last conversation I had with him was uh, his older brother forgot, he took my charger to charge his phone. But when we're at the park, they were on jet skis, so I couldn't really grab the keys from him. But he, um, so I called Abdul Sheikh Abdurrahim Rahimahullah and like said, hey, uh, because my phone was about to die. I was like, hey, I need my charger so I can charge my phone. And because um, we were driving back from Michigan. And mm -hmm. so he said, no problem. And the last, that's the last conversation we had. Um, and he was very good about picking up his phone, trying to tend to others. 
Um, and the craziest thing was um, the night before he passed away, uh, Rahimahullah, his, uh, my friend, my best friend, Jamil, he like shook hands with him the night before. Mm. And then the day of uh, Sheikh Abdurrahim Rahimahullah's death, um, we were just conversating, like me and my best friend, always, like Jamil and I, we always are talking about Dean, talking about something, else, like always conversating about life, how we can improve, so forth. And we were talking yeah. about the controversy of, uh, you know, that, that artist that put like Hadith, remix Hadith into music or whatever. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. And and I was like, nah, man, no person, no, no just person is going to insult a religion for the hell of it, right? Like for the sake of it. No one's no one's like intentionally gonna do that. Like you have to be really messed up. And most of these people don't really want to get into that argument, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, there's no way they're like intentionally put that in. And so we were talking about it, and then we were like, I was researching, I was digging into it, and I was finding out that like the hadith, or like what happened is this artist took it from another artist who took it from these Muslim music producers. Mm. And so they took the hadith and they broke it apart and they remixed, that's how they remixed it. When you put the, and then some uh, lady, uh, some sister, uh, may Allah have mercy on her. She uh, put it all together and found the hadith that they used. And this is like nine o'clock in the morning on on the day Sheikh Abdurrahim Sheikh Abdurrahim passed away, and the hadith was Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will take knowledge away by taking alim away. Mm. So this is nine o'clock in the morning. We were literally were just discussing this, that the hadith was that Allah, the hadith was like somewhere along the lines where um, uh, knowledge will go away and how will knowledge go away? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take scholars yeah, by death. Yeah. And oh. we were talking about this nine o'clock in the morning. And I met up with another friend. I, I met up with another friend and um who this guy this brother loves bubble tea you know that's his thing so i was like all right bro let's meet up for bubble tea and he got a new phone so i was like you know just talking about his phone and you know i was like because he got like some android phone um yeah that's like unbreak like i think it was a motorola it had like the biggest battery ever because uh -huh. that's all he cared about battery life yeah i'm like okay cool and he got a text that Sheikh Abdur, uh, Sheikh Abdur Rahim passed away, and he just he just turned his phone around, and I'm like, oh okay, Inna Lillahi wa Inna Lillahi Rajiun. I didn't, it didn't even click like that it was Sheikh Abdur Rahim Rahim Allah, and um, I think someone else. Uh, someone well-respected in the community also sent it. So I was like, oh boy, no way. So then um, we called up, confirmed, and then we spent like four or five days there just trying to help them as much as we could. 
Um, and that, it was just crazy that we literally were just talking about the hadith and that happened. Like that, we were talking around nine o'clock and this happened around like between 12 and two or something like that in the mm -hmm. afternoon. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. That's the 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 story this story like as as i read your post too and uh i, I saw a bunch of things that he he's talks and all these things and the allah the highest levels of jannah uh and his older brothers they're beasts in island but also in character just seems like i just want to meet them to be honest um but like it's it's insane that this year uh has been the year that I think in my uh, lifetime that I've seen scholars passing away um, frequently, like way more frequently than like uh, Sheikh Nuruddin uh, Itr, I believe, right? He passed away yeah. this year. Uh, muhaddith, huge Muhaddith. Uh, one of the Sheikh Qurra passed away. Uh, another Muhaddith. Like, there's so many people that are passing away. Uh, there was a sheikh in India as well that passed away. Yeah, a while, a while back, and he had the largest funeral and had no social media. Subhanallah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like largest. Yeah, like he had like three million people at his janazah. Like what? It was it was insane. You know, show me, show me, show me someone who has three million people as their as the followers who would show up for janazah like you know muhammad ali like that was rare yeah to see so many people go for janazah yeah yeah but but this year it's and obviously the i think the one of the hadith that's been most circulating at the end of this year the well last year 2020 was um that you should not curse time, right? Mm. Because it's a, it's a hadith that Allah SWT says that He is time, right? He has created time. And if you curse time, then it's as if you're cursing Allah. And, and that's true because when you do this, oh. then... And, and, and Allah SWT, what does He do? He, uh, he continuously mentions that we are in loss. Surah Al-Asr. Imagine somebody's trying to speed through this Allah. What do they read? Surah Al-Asr. And then Surah Al-Kawthar. But Surah Al-Asr is first because it's short. Wal-Asr. Inna lisan lafi khusr. Illa ladhina amnu wa amnu salihati wa tawasub al-haqqi wa tawasub al-sabr. Done. And that, that time, the time it takes you to do that, the meaning behind it is eternity. It's eternal. You can't, like, Wal-Asr. Subhanallah. Uh, it's insane like it, it this year and people people have been saying oh screw 2020 this done like well here's the thing here's the thing you know what's crazy is that um the we we think that you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs an army he needs something like then like mm. angels or you need you know yeah. like he needs an army to defeat us. About you know, like you know, Surafil. You know, he needs birds <laughs> to destroy elephants. Yeah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala just showed us that I made a virus that you cannot see, that it won't affect you, but you will affect others. 
you know, we all are like, oh, the angel, he has his lips puckered. He's going to blow that whistle or horn or however you want to translate it. And then we're all going to pass away. Imagine if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send a virus that can wreak this much havoc in, in our world. Who are we? And the saddest thing about this whole experience, I realized now I understand why the Prophet ﷺ cried. Mm -hmm. Now I understand. Because the he said, Ummati, Ummati, my nation, my nation, that Musa Islam's nation. They'd go through difficult times and they'd call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as soon as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would relieve them, they will go back to the way they were. Mm. Right? Today, if the coronavirus, you go through this, people go to Hajj. People go to Hajj. And for like a month, you'll see them like super religious. And then I'm Second month, they'll be back to where they were. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. and so if if this virus does not change who you are, it and I'm not saying like you need to not every every person needs to become an alam and that's it. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is make little changes throughout the course of your life, and your niya should be. To become an alim. Not everyone will be, but your niya should be there. And you take those little steps by steps over time, seek knowledge. I think uh, Sheikh Abdul Nasser, um, one of my teachers, he, he said something very profound. It's on YouTube. He said, we need ta'aleem and tarbiyah. That Those are the two things we need for sure. Like, first of all, go seek religious knowledge. Yeah. There's a lack of, like, like we said, religious scholars are passing away left and right, and a lot of people are not going into this field, so they're shorthanded. You know, uh, you know, they want every Muslim to become a doctor, <laughs> or every <laughs> yeah. every every Muslim to become an engineer, or every Muslim to become a lawyer. Bro, if we become all that, then who's going to take care of the rest? Yeah, it, it, we, watching, we, we, yeah. Go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, I was watching this documentary about this neurosurgeon where they spend their entire life and they don't trust anyone until they're like the age of 55, 60. And I was just thinking to myself, mm. like if somebody doesn't, if somebody entrusts only that age and that level of 30 years of experience with their brain, with their body, imagine their soul and their akhra. Who are they trusting? Trusting kids on TikTok. <laughs> Honestly, man, you know, Sheikh Abdullah, he says, TikTok is not TikTok. <laughs> like, yeah, that's no, his, for real. That's, yeah. that's it. TikTok is not TikTok. And that's yeah, true, yeah. man. Because, you know, what are we doing with social media? Like, we are trying to prove to other people what we have. Some people say, oh, I, I don't do that. I don't do this. I think the best argument is if you're doing this, you're occupying time from something else. Mm. You know, let's, let's, I'm, I'm just going to give an example, but let's 
remove the permissibility and permissibility of music. Let's just, let's yeah. just, yeah. But if you listen to music, what are you not listening to? Yeah. Right. Like, forget the we we all get stuck on halal and haram. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, I I have I, I know somebody whose father-in-law knows the guy who holds the keys to the Kaaba. His father-in-law has been going to Mecca and Medina for like 30 years straight. Mm. He knows the ins and outs of Mecca and Medina. Mm. They have a plaque in their house that says the key holder of the Kaaba gives this to this family. And their family name is written on the plaque. Yeah. Right, yeah. and and the and, and he's a close friend of mine, and he says, "Man, I just don't feel worthy enough to go to to the haram." Mm. You know, and, and I'm like, "Man, don't Allah's Rafur Rahim, man, just yeah. go, like make me and go, like why? I, <laughs> you've got connections, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I need to work on myself. I need to understand more." <laughs> Oh, and okay, I'm like, bro, okay. just go, just yeah, go, just tell, like, just tell him go. You know, you can work on yourself over there. You can work, you can work on yourself over there. Don't deny yourself the opportunity. Allah's house is like, <laughs> yo, the tours are here. What you, where you at, bro? Yeah. You know, um, Subhanallah. And some people feel like we have a we have a scholar in our town. He's an uh, he's he's a scholar from Syria or Jordan, mm. um, and. People travel all around the world to see him when he was in Jordan. Like people travel all over the world, and it, this guy, such like, you want to see a teacher teach? This is your man. He's not like the old school mother style with a you know stick type hitting, and it's just he just taught through love and mercy. Yeah, and you can see how that has so much blessings. Hmm. And you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Subhanallah. And people are too scared to learn from him because they said they're not worthy enough to to talk to a scholar like that. That's the concept of tarbiyah. When you don't when you don't know adab, then you think that you have no adab, right? Mm -hmm. And that's great. You know, you should think that you're not worthy, and you know, you have to be humble and everything. But then when you're losing opportunities like that, it's actually ne negative on you. Uh, imagine somebody has this opportunity to learn with the biggest scholar of Quran and learn, but they still have horrible tajweed. That's on you. That's on you yeah. that you didn't go out to do that. Right? If you have an opportunity, you should take it. Right? Anybody. To be honest, anybody out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, my friend has a saying. I, I don't know how it goes, but I think it goes like this. I think it's like the student will be ready and... Uh, this, when the student's ready, the teacher will come. I'm like, man, like you were ready like ten years ago. <laughs> like, the teacher's right here. You just, you know. And that reminds me of the story of uh, there's like a I don't know if it's like a myth, a legend, or a true story or whatever. But there's a story where um, I think it was along the lines of like Hurricane Katrina or whatever. And the guy um, when the water levels were rising, he said, "Don't worry, we'll go." like the water the street got covered so he said okay no worries we'll just stay in the house then the first floor got covered he said don't worry we'll go to the second floor and this time when they go to the second floor 
a rescue boat comes. They say, bro, we'll take you to the rescue. He said, no, no, Allah will save me. Or God will save me. So he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save me. No worries. Said, okay, man. And then, so the second floor is getting full. So now he's on the roof. Now mm-hmm. they saw a helicopter. And he said, no, 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 no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to save me. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, once they're on the roof, that's it. Game over. He drowns. And now he's in Jannah. Now he's angry at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, you know, oh Allah, you know, it rained. And I called upon you. He said, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. What else do you need? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people focus on... The miracle of a, of a so, light. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. Like, sometimes you need to get the hint. Like, you can't just... Mm. Um, <clears throat> Wait you can't for just to expect to things to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me of this one story where um, I, I, I've, I was, I was looking for uh, a teacher, um, and like I just, I was looking for a teacher, but then I was, the, I was one of those that just stayed home, watch YouTube videos, because I, I wanted to study seriously, right? And and you know, so uh, I finally took the step, and if I didn't, I wouldn't be like, doing this podcast or, or probably doing nothing, right? Uh, I'll probably still be the home YouTube guy. So <clears throat> I went to the masjid. First step, going to the masjid. Just for for Aisha Salah, right? Just for Salah, right? That's it. And there was a tajweed circle going on. So then I went to the tajweed circle. And then I went to the teacher. And I met Dr. Shadi. Uh, and then after that, I met uh, Harun, who was on another episode. And like I met these people through going to the masjid, through that first step. And if I didn't take that, I wouldn't have... Everything else in the path, it wouldn't have come. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed that first step and he put that forth and then he made the other connections. Because you just have to take that step. If you're not going to do that, then why do you think that things are not happening in your life? You're like, oh, I'm not going to be successful. Yeah, because you haven't taken that step. Once you take that first step, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts barakah in your time. Then you ask Allah for more and then he puts more and then he puts those more connections. Imagine this is one, I read this um, today, uh, this morning, I forgot from who, but I'll add a little caption for quote, I don't know. But there was this one that when you start to read the Quran, right, and you make it a thing that you continue to read in your day, and you recite it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts barakah in your life, right? And then he facilitates your worldly life. And then when you read more Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitates more. And then when you read less, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a little bit of it away. So what's mm. the true well, like what's the true path that you need to take? First yeah. and foremost, it begins with your connection with Allah. Your connection with Salah. Because the first thing that and I've been reminded of this countless times. I'm very zealous uh, when it comes to um, I'm very like like the, there's like a flame. And then it like it puts gasoline on it when you just mm. want me to like do some nahu something something something, and you put gasoline on it, it burns. And I can do I I I do so much reckless stuff. Reckless, I mean, I go through everything, um, and it's not good for me, right? Because I burn out. <laughs> but then this uh, my brother, uh, one of my brothers, he um, one of the brothers, he said that, you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is not going to ask you. Which Qari was from Basra? Which Qari was from Kufa? Which Qari was from Medina? He's going to ask you, did you pray? 
so we we start to and especially in i think in the the circles of you know students and and all these things we start to go into such nitpicky things when anybody from the outside would say oh if that's islam i can't that's too hard for me i'm not going to do anything but what really allah SWT is going to ask is did you pray right did you do did you good do good service to your parents right did you raise your children right why didn't you do this why did you do this and it's really just accountability and if you start holding yourself accountable for your sins for your actions you're going to lead a better life in general yeah subhanallah this is crazy my my friend he just mentioned that he said self accountability you know um i, I go on mustard rant so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to keep away from that but yeah um my my humble my humble opinion is i think if we all just establish a daily relationship with the masjid yeah just just that personally i believe that is the biggest cause of our problems today right um my 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 again my personal belief people might go after me or not um <laughs> it's it i personally believe and people can make all the excuses they want and they need to ask themselves is that the excuse they're willing to take to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can give me that excuse it doesn't matter to me but you you that's between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know um but i personally like look if you have a daily relationship with the the masjid it it changes the dynamic of the masjid right khutbahs are no longer 40 minutes to an hour mm cuz honestly i'm speaking for myself i can't remember what the last khutbah was cuz it's too long yeah it, it's it's too long and you know the 5 10 minute khutbahs from covid man nice straight to the point that's it you know yeah and and so you're trying to fit in all this stuff throughout the week into one khutbah of jumaa Come on man like all this stuff needs to be taught every day of the week and then Juma should be a okay self evaluate come back towards Allah it's true. right like uh, in Mecca and Medina I love the khutbah there was like 5 10 15 minutes and it was like very nice yeah and there were just reminders all there were there were reminders there was no uh there's no politics in it There was no fiqh in it. There's no, you know, deep thought. It was reminders after reminders after reminders and that's all it was. Like I I bet like one one Friday I think the guy said yeah ayyuhalladhina amanu like 100 times. It was just oh you who you believe do this. Yeah. Like 100 times. And it, that that's all his khutbah was. Mm. And you know um we were we were doing some calculations but like every community is different but i i've noticed no community 100% of the muslims go to the masjid mm. yeah right? no 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 it's um no. Uh, yeah it's, we we looked like, at the numbers yeah dr shadi looked at the numbers actually he um he saw that the people that were jum uh jumaa and he broke it up into eid salah um and then there's a the second eid salah which is the 
Eid al Adha where remembers because Ramadan isn't before it. Yeah. So you don't know when it comes. So he said that like maybe 40% come to both Eid Salahs combined. And then from that 40%, maybe 20% come to Jum'ah. And then from that 20%, for uh, Aisha, it's like maybe it dropped to like 4 or 5%. Right, percent. And then of those, that's, that's, that's of those, of those, 2% of the community come to Fajr. And then between those Salahs, it's very difficult. But like, it's it, you see two percent. Two percent is crazy. Like, our our percentage is below one. Oh well, you have a really big community, no? We have a huge community. Even we have a few masjids, though. We do. We we have we have four four multi million dollar masjids. Four in your. But like, in, how in, far in, are they? In, in, in Toledo, about 15, 20 minutes from each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so it's not, it's not, so we got an east, west, a north, and a south. Um, mm-hmm. But um, we're at like 0.3%. Mm. So do you, how many, how many subs do you get? Can we fill us off? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. see, when the question becomes how many subs you get, and the answer is we can't even fill one, that's oh. problematic. It's so, so... I, I, even, I even did the calculation. If we just went from 0.3 to 1, yeah. right? If we still did 1%, 1% of our community would mean 250 people per masjid. Yeah. That's a lot that, of people. Dude, 200 people uh, in Windsor. Ontario, they have 500 people for Fudger. What? Yeah, 500 people for Fudger. <laughs> if you want to see a popping masjid, it's COVID right now. But yeah. pre-COVID, 500 people for Fudger. We have to go there. Maghrib and Isha, 800 people. Are they like freaking... My, my cousin used to walk to the masjid, play ball all night till Fudger, pray Fajr and then come home. My uncle never had to worry. He said, my kid's in the masjid. Khalas, like, let him play ball. Yeah. That's insane. It, but that's, 500 that's why, people for right? Fajr. Um, I don't know who I talked to this about, but when you have a masjid that is like nicely funded and you have the amenities for the youth, because how like I think you work a lot with like youth, right? Do you work? Do you know why um, so, or do you work with them? Um, I'm, I'm I need to I need to get in talks with them. I've I've been just busy this last semester. I think yeah. one of my friends wants to start a chapter here in Toledo, but um, for me mostly, it's it's not about youth. I I'm just in the mudget all the time, and yeah. sometimes it's it's sad knowing that you're the youngest person there. Hmm. Right. Dang. If the youngest person there is almost thirty, where's yeah. the next generation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um. Oh, people complain. Uh, kids are making noise. This and that. Just you know. Um. At our gym, we have a saying: "Just show up." Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just show up. That's half the battle. Yeah. That's exactly. if not all the battle. Yeah. Once you show up. Things will take care of themselves. 
You want to learn Arabic? Learn it on the rest of the weeks. There shouldn't be a Nahu session at Juma Khutbah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 no, for sure. <laughs> 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 help yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I've, 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 I've been through a lot of Khutbahs that uh, go a, little, a lot political. Um, political? Yeah, it, Dr. Shadi doesn't do that a lot. When, when he go when uh, when I when I've seen a lot of khutbas, um, I went to this one khutbah that uh, it was Bengali. Uh, mm. I speak Urdu. I, I don't I don't I didn't know what he was yeah. saying, but I could only see that it was just uncles that were interested in his conversation. Uh, and like his, it, you know, with politics, it's not even politics over here. It's well, politics it's... overseas in their own country. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sheikh, turn off the TV <laughs> and look at the Ummah here, man. Yeah. Ummah here is struggling. You know, yeah. I'll tell you the funniest story I've ever heard in my life. My friend was working and he took a he took a prayer break and a girl came up to him and said, Oh mashallah, you're praying? He's like, Yeah, I always pray. And she's like, are you praying Ramadan? She said, I'm going to go home and I'm going to go pray Ramadan. If the state of the ummah is that a lady in her college years is saying that she's going to pray Ramadan, what are we doing? We we don't need we don't need any Arabic intensive courses. I promise, please. <laughs> we don't we don't need them. Oh, we need like five hundred more Fardain courses, please. Five hundred. How many masjids have a zero course? They you know that they don't know what Sira just yeah. touches Milad Nabi. That's it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean. Not just that, it, it's, they, do they even know, like, the Prophet Sallallahu like, full name? Like, I don't know, it's just, yeah. the, they do they know Muhammad, that's it. Like, I don't know, man, like, it's just, it hurts, because when you look into the seerah, you find a lot of uh, comparisons between people and their struggles. And because right. he went, he went through basically all of them. He was a single mm -hmm. father. He was, he lived that life of the single father. A single he buried parent. his own children. He buried many of his own children. It's just, and, and when you go through that, I don't know if you saw, it was the most emotional podcast I've ever seen was uh, Sheikh Bilal Asad. He, the story of how he lost his son. Uh, mm. And one part that just struck me was that when he was burying his son, he said the dua that, the the prophet said about his son ibrahim and he said you know the heart hurts and the the eyes tear right but we know that you're going to allah and 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 the sheikh bilal he said the same name he said ibrahim he wasn't even thinking about his own son he was just saying that and he said that and this 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 is our prophet like this is our prophet we we don't take ownership of him like we he is our prophet Allah. That's insane. Allah. i think one story that we can uh inshallah close on the story of uh there was a dream that 
uh, Abu Hassan Ashadili, the founder of the Ashadili School of uh, Tariqa, the, the Tariqa, he had a dream about Imam Al Ghazali that Imam Al Ghazali went to the uh, doors of, you know, and he entered into what seemed like Jannah, and all the prophets were sitting on their thrones, and the Prophet was the highest throne, and Musa was there too. So, uh, you know, he was asked, you know, who are you? You know, what's your name? You know, and uh, by Musa salam. And the Imam al-Ghazali said to the Prophet because that's his, you know, his teacher, his master, his person. So he said, Ya Rasulullah, can I respond to Kalimullah, to, uh, you know, Musa salam. And the Prophet said, yes. And then Imam al-Ghazali said, my name is, you know, Muhammad bin Ghazali. And then he said his whole entire name, right? And then Musa asked, you know, I just asked for your name. Why didn't you say that your name is Muhammad? Right? Why do you have to say, my name is this, bin, 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 bin? I just asked for your name. I didn't ask for more. And then Imam uh, al-Ghazali uh, asked again, can I respond to that? Because with adab, right? First and foremost. Right. And, then, and then second, Imam al-Ghazali said, you know, yeah, ya Musa, did you not say to Allah when he asked you, وَمَا تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَى He said, قَالَ هِيَ عَصَايَ أَتَوَكُّ عَلَيْهَا وَأُشُوبِهَا عَلَىٰ غَنَمِ وَلِيَ فِيهَا مَآرِبُ أُخْرَىٰ Why didn't you just say, this is just هِيَ asaya? But you said, I use it to walk. I use it to do this. I use it to do this. I use it to do this. And then Musa was shook. He said that, Muhammad, if, if your followers are like this, your scholars are like this, they are the prophets. They are like the prophets. So imagine the maqam these scholars have. And it gives me chills. Like It's like, if the scholars are seen in Islam as the inheritors of the prophets, where are we going now? And where, are, yeah. where do we have to go? How much work do we have to put in? And that's an amazing thought to, to really ponder upon. Uh, and inshallah, that's, that's an amazing thought. And I think that you know this is a good place to kind of put a little into it and if there's any benefit that you've taken from us it is from Allah from Allah and if there's any mistakes that is from shaitan and uh, our own nufus ya Allah we ask you to forgive us and you forgive all those that are listening and to grant us genital for those and to grant the uh, family of uh, the uh, the brothers that have passed away and the sisters that have passed away from corona uh, sabr and to give them all genital for those and it's truly truly a, a tough time uh, and we ask Allah to give us the tawfiq to continue to come to him. And with that, I thank you, Brother Maaz. I thank you so much for coming on. It was a very fruitful conversation, very beneficial. And uh, it really was a fun time. I, I really enjoyed this one. No, for having me on. And if I've made any mistakes, uh, please forgive me. Uh, if I said anything or did anything wrong, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. This is a a great conversation for me as well. Of course. With that, uh, I think it's good. Ya talib al-ilmi, qum la tanam, fa inna al-zaman qada wa ansara.